It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Well, James, as we record this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast, the Senior Bowl is underway. The Bengals are no longer playing football. That's probably our cue to try to move on from the 2022 season, and we'll try to do that today. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Glisco. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network here on Locked On Bengals, bringing you coverage of your team, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube every day. You can hit that subscribe button on YouTube, hit that follow button anywhere you get your podcast will be delivered to your devices whenever we upload our content every day. And today's episode brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. And if you've ever dreamed of being an NFL GM, or a Duke Tobin, and managing your own football franchise, this is a game for you. You can get a 100% free boost in this game using promo code LOCKEDON in all caps. Go find it in the game store or ultimate-gm.com. You hear Jake's voice, and that means he survived Mexico, was able to to get back to uh, Lisco Manor. and uh, To snow on I the be- ground, James. Yeah, it snowed at Cincinnati too, man. It's uh, unreal. It is what it is. By the way, you mentioned Senior Bowl, not the bowl we were planning on talking about. There, there were some uh, messages in the the Locked On NFL chat uh, about the Senior Bowl uh, a few days ago. And in my head, I didn't say anything for what it's worth. But in my head, I was like, man, I don't want to talk about some stupid Senior Bowl. And yet, here we are. Um, that said, and it isn't stupid, by the way, but that was what I was thinking. Because obviously, the Bengals had their sights on, on something bigger and better. Um, I, I want to run something... Yeah, I want to run something by you that I talked about on Tuesday's show, and obviously you are out and you're back. And I just want to know if you agree or not, because to me, it's really tough to, for a lot of people, especially in the moment, to look back to July, pre-appendectomy, certainly post-appendectomy, but but pre-appendicitis, emergency stuff for Joe Burrow, and this team's coming in. And to me, my expectations were be one of the AFC's best teams, establish yourself as one of these year-in and year-out type of contending teams like the Chiefs, like the, the Buccaneers were for a few years until this year where it was just a huge letdown, like the, the Packers were for so many years with Aaron Rodgers. Establish yourself as one of these heavyweight fighters that are always mentioned at the top of the conference, top of the league. And I think they did that. 14-5, and five, they fell short of reaching a, another Super Bowl. But overall, the Bengals in 2022 met my expectations, even though, though the the end result was a bit disappointing. What say you? Yeah, I, I would have to go back and listen to our expectation episode. I think we did one before sure the season. Did. but what I'm We might have done sure, five. <laughs> yeah, right? Like what I'm pretty sure we said, or I said, I don't remember specifically, but I feel like it was something to do with compete for the one seed. And... It was at least win a playoff game. 
It was mm-hmm. be in contention for the Super Bowl. It was be in contention for the AFC. Like, like you said, be one of those teams that is legitimately competing for the Super Bowl. It's not like last year where you know there was some feeling of house money for some people where they got there ahead of expectations where even after the fact, after they came a millisecond away or a half second away from winning the Super Bowl or a call away from a fourth down to win the Super Bowl, they were still called lucky. They were still called healthy and all these things. It was very different this year. That was the expectation. And I think that it wasn't a super year, Super Bowl or bust year per se. And, and so in that sense, I'd say they met expectations. The, the caveat to this is like going back to preseason expectations, they met expectations going into conference championship game weekend expectations. That game could have gone better as sure. we've, as we've discussed. So like in the moment leading into that game, I felt pretty good about their chances to win that game. Yeah. And, and, and it, then things imploded. And I agree with you, right? That the, the reason the reason I I think it was still that they've still met my expectations is because so many things could have went against them and derailed things and they overcame so much, but it just became too much. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what it is. Boyd goes down, you're down three starting linemen. I at some point it is too much. Um, can you imagine the 2021 Bengals without three of their starting linemen? You think it couldn't have gotten worse? It it, it would have been even. They wouldn't have been able to run. Any, you talk about offense. They wouldn't have been able to run anything. It would have just been all right. Trot out Kevin Huber and let's punt on second down. Um, and I'm being a you know a little facetious there, but mm-hmm. it's uh, th- that's the part of it is it's so hard and you never know which things are going to go your way, which things aren't. Obviously, the officials had a role. Wasn't the role of of why they lost. So yeah, I. If you would have asked me on Friday, do you expect them to win? I would have said, yeah, it's 50-50, but you really like a shot, their shot of, of going to Arrowhead and winning again. And they came up a tick short. I mean, if it, it was one play. It's much like Super Bowl 56. It's one play here, one play there. Things go dramatically different. I think if they go to overtime, they have a 50-50 shot of winning that game. It's not any different and than, uh, than it was entering that game. And uh, unfortunately for them, they weren't able to make that one play. But overall, when I look at the season, back-to-back AFC North titles, mm-hmm. they they overcame way more adversity this year than last year. I think that's the thing. This, the, who knows what the what the coaching staff looks like? But this coaching staff, I think, leveled up, improved, grew, whatever you want to say, and they were able to overcome things that they weren't even faced with in 2021. And I, I think Burrow's going to be stronger from it. Zach Taylor's better from it. A lot of these players and coaches are, are better off because of the, the adversity they faced, and they just came up a tad short. And they were a better team. That's another part of the expectations. And I agree. They overall met expectations. I just throw in the going into the conference championship I thought they could win, and then they, they did not play as well as I thought they could have in that game, especially considering that the injuries on the other side of the ball, too, are, are for the Chiefs, like decimated receiving core. Yep. Yeah. Lost Willie Gay, lost Legarius Sneed in that game. And it didn't seem to 
matter a ton. The the deep it, it did matter on offense for the Chiefs. The Chiefs couldn't really do anything on offense outside of their one touchdown drive in the second half either. And to the Bengals defense's credit, another fourth quarter without giving up a touchdown to to the Chiefs and another really strong generally second half and a strong generally performance against the Chiefs. Um, but there, there's room for improvement still. So so I think they met expectations. They got better as a team. The coaches got better. Players got better. I tweeted about this yesterday while I was in transit. You know, they got late season emergences from a bunch of players. We can talk about some of them, some of the guys that are, you know, giving hope for the future, some of the young guys that I think stepped up. Um, and there's room for improvement hmm. after all of that. There are things that they can specifically point to and say, we need to get better at our play action game on offense. We need to get better in finding explosive plays again on offense. And and so there are specific areas I think they can look at and say, yeah, we got better overall. We maybe are a more sustainable team right now, but we can still get better. And that's what's exciting for me about next year, thinking back on the year that was, which was a really good year. And, you know, I think certainly taught a lesson. I I think that like one seed, pretty important. Let's, let's see an AFC title game outside of Kansas city in the near future. I think that's gotta be a goal that we're talking about next year, but that's getting ahead of ourselves. Right. (laughs) What do you think? Yeah. Oh, well, certainly, certainly, but that's, that's such an edge if you can get it. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what they do. I, I think that, yeah, if this game's played at, at Paycor, it might might feel a little differently. I have one comment I want to make to you about officials in general, just one. Okay. And then maybe we could point to some of those things because to me, there's one area that they absolutely have to upgrade on or at, and it isn't the the offensive line or anything. Obviously, Hunter. we could talk about it. We will uh, discuss that next. Uh, but first, today's show is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard me talk about this mobile game app, and Jake talked about it at the, the top. Look, this NFL GM, Ultimate GM, uh, it, it's an awesome app. I've used it a ton. And, well, much like Duke Tobin and the Bengals, they're trying to build a championship team, not just AFC North championship, not just AFC championship, but world championship team. You can do that with Ultimate Football GM by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, navigating your franchise through, well, different things, including maybe signing a punter this offseason or drafting a punter this offseason or addressing punter this offseason and so many other weaknesses. Locked on Bengals listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKED ON in all capitals. Again, promo code LOCKED ON in all caps to get a 100% free boost. To download the game, visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app store. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, James, you said you had a comment about the officials. You know what was funny to me before you get to your comment about the officials? I feel like... 50% 50% of our comments on YouTube for our post-game episode were like, all you guys did was complain about the refs, which like tells me a couple things. One, go watch your own team's podcast and celebrate. Weird energy. Two, you listened to two segments, so thank you for the 20 minutes of, of view time. Three, you didn't watch the whole show or weren't listening because we kept coming back to things besides officiating. Anyway... That's my soapbox about Chiefs fans in the comments after our postgame show that I was entertained by. But uh, what's your comment about officiating? It's simple. Consistency. If, if you're going to, to make a call, make a, the same call on both sides. If you're going to be bad or inept or poor or whatever, and over the past three days, I think any any non- just completely unbiased, I get it, it's locked on Bengals, everyone's going to say, oh, well, you're biased, fine. All right. Well, anyone that I've talked to or heard from nationally, locally, whatever, that that has no dog in the fight, and I'm just talking about across the country when I say locally, they did not like the way that game was officiated, especially down the stretch. And it's pretty simple. Be consistent. If you're going to call something on one side that's borderline well then call it on both sides if you're going to call this call that and and do it on both ends and i just on both sides of this game i think that there are, are complaints calls arguments to be made and that's the part of it that's annoying is that was the best crew you had that that that's the crew that should be refing and calling AFC championship game the, the answer is no he shouldn't be they shouldn't have been it was uh, it was trash, and the 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 thing in, in Jesse Bates said that it didn't impact them after the game because they had to play a couple more downs on defense. I actually think that does matter from a momentum standpoint. From a oh we got a quick three and out, punt it back, all of those things. It does matter that you had to play another play, and then the, the defensive holding call on Eli Apple, and then you have to get another stop. That does matter, and they did it, but it does, and. It impacts things, and it impacts momentum, and momentum matters, and that's uh, th- that's the my, my soapbox about officials. Just be consistent, and they weren't. They were consistently bad, but they weren't consistently. All right, we're calling this for the Chiefs, or calling this uh, against the Chiefs, or calling this for the Bengals, or calling this against the Bengals. Let's do the same thing on the other side. I think they were inconsistent, and when you're consistently inconsistent as officials, I feel like that's a, a failure. That's that's a a job issue and, and clearly they uh you know there are plenty of people outside of this podcast that have issues with the officials so there you go the more we get high definition views of things the more we see what's happening on a football field the more that poor officiating becomes apparent and it is a problem in the nfl you got part-time refs and it's something that the league needs to be better at. They're, they're not very good. You go to pretty much any game this year. Or the last two games led by Ron Torbert. Torbert, do I have, yep. Do I have it right this time? Torbert! Come on, Ronald. 
And there's inconsistency throughout the game. Mm-hmm. Go back to the Super Bowl last year. They're letting anyone do anything in the secondary. Hand fighting, pushing, shoving, contact. They're calling nothing. They're letting guys play physical that entire game, right? Which is great. Fine. Then, Let it go. And then, and then and then they stop. Yep. So yeah, I, I mean, I can agree with consistency. It is what it is, man. It's it's been like this in the NFL for so long. There needs to be they, they need to be better. We've been asking for officials to be better in the NFL for years, and we're still asking the question. And and it's not just this game. Like I, I think back to the the New Orleans Rams game where it was clearly interference, like the worst in the NFC Championship. You remember that? Oh, and then it was challenged. Was that when it was challengeable? Yeah, I think so. And they still said no. And they, and they kept they, it. Yeah, yeah, they kept it. Like Saints fans, <laughs> I'm with you. By the way, I, I so that's my point. Is you're talking about the biggest stage, mm-hmm. right? In in Championship Sunday is, in my eyes, just as big from a, a football, like if you're like a, a diehard football watcher as Super Bowl Sunday. Now, a lot of the casuals come in and general football fans and non-football fans watch on Super Bowl Sunday, but championship Sunday is awesome. You need to have the right officials. So be consistent. It All might right. not have been reviewable yet. That might've been what led to the rule change to make it reviewable. I, I think season. that's what, I think that's what led to the rule change. I think you're right. Regardless, but just ridiculous. The, the, the one big improvement that we've seen is the sky judge like quickly ruling that Mahomes knee was down. So Zach Taylor didn't have to challenge that play. Correct. For example. Like that's I a agree. great use of, of your resources and you just need to like build on that. And that's an opportunity no for the NFL. No doubt. I agree with that. All right. Real quick. Speaking of an opportunity, you read my mind. you you know me so damn well. Um, you know how, how big of an issue punting was against the chiefs? Lost in the game. I mean, not individually, but you know, no, but, one punter is good at directional punting and kicks it out of bounds and pins the Bengals back time and time again. All pro punter, right? It's just such a weapon, such a weapon. And I'm not saying go use a third rounder on one. I'm not saying go sign one to a huge deal. I don't know what the answer is, but the answer can't be 32 yards or Hey, man, he got it over 50 that time, but it was a line drive to center field that Ken Griffey Jr. in his prime catches and jogs to the dugout. Like, that's a returner's dream. Mm-hmm. The, the hard part about returning punts is, because usually it's a receiver, definitely usually a skill player, someone that's used to tracking the ball, is, all right, it's up in the air, it's up in the air, it's up in the air. These guys are bearing down on me. These guys are... If it's a line drive and doesn't have enough hang time, that's, that's just like catching a pass, and you can run with it, make the move, make a play. And, and obviously there was that return, but it wasn't just that return. It was throughout the game. I, I thought mm-hmm. he was poor. And the thing that Drew Chrisman was supposed to be good at was hang time. What? Well, but if you're going to punt it straight, that, that thing better touch the sky. It better touch the clouds. If you're going to punt it straight, it didn't. So, yeah, there's my there's my rant. That's an under-the-radar thing. I think the Boyd injury it's not was under huge, the radar at all. All of those things, but – I, it really cost them. And it cost them in Super Bowl 56 too with Kevin Huber. Like it's it's a, a clear issue for this team. When when was he supposed to have when was hang time supposed to be a strength? Was that like a training camp thing? Oh yeah, it was the directional stuff was the issue. Hang because time was the hang time was good. What what we saw from Drew Chrisman was when he's punting from around the 50, 
the coffin corner is the only tool, the only club in his bag right now. He is far and away more than a full standard deviation from average and hang time, like below four second average hang time this year. Yeah. And the average is like 4.35 or something. Um, I, I truly wonder if Kevin Huber was the better option, which is wild because I remember the end of Kevin Huber. To be I fair. mean, I feel like there's, there's an opportunity to just go get somebody off the street that, that could have I mean, been, I mean, sure. Drew, Drew Christman is really good at one thing. He did not get to do that in the game against the chiefs because they were punting from deep in their own territory too often, or, or like, you know, negative 30 too often. And, and that doesn't give him an opportunity to kick it to the pylon. And uh, yeah, I mean, you can't, if you're, if you're going to kick a line drive, which is his style, that's how Drew Crispin punts. It's got to be over the returner's head or it's got to be to the sideline. Didn't do either of those things. Tommy Townsend for the Chiefs, by the way, undrafted out of Florida, uh, was a transfer from Tennessee. Undrafted punter, though, became a first team All Pro. So as far as whether drafting a punter is your answer, I think everyone knows how I feel about spending draft resources on specialists. More to talk about, James. We'll finish Sixth the show. or seventh round, I'm open to it, by the way, if it's the right guy. But maybe they're banking on Chrisman to improve and become I would that not. undrafted guy. I, I would not. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying I would. More to talk about, James, as we try to put a bow on the 2023 season, take a little bit of a look ahead here, coming up next to finish up. Today's episode of Locked On Bengals brought to you by FanDuel, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party if you have one, and no grudge if you don't, if you sit it out. But they're America's number one sports book, so let them guide you through things. They're our new sports betting partner, and they're the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have a ton of great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel right now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. They let you bet on everything from the money line to point, point spreads to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sports app, Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use, and you can get your winnings paid instantly. So join FanDuel.com. Join FanDuel today. Sorry, right now at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. One way to get over a playoff loss is with the number one protein bar on the planet. What am I talking about? Well, true locked on Bengals listeners know, and if you know, shout out to you. If you don't, well, it's time to get on the built bar plan. That's right. When the off season's here, well, yeah, players try to get in better shape. Well, you better believe that I'm going to do the same thing. Built Bar is going to help me do that, whether it's the fact that they're protein-packed, low in sugar, low in calories, covered in 100% chocolate, and taste great. Well, think about all of those advantages when you're talking about a midday snack that you're looking for. To, to get you through, you need something that's healthy. Built Bar can be that. Maybe you need that protein punch. Built Bar can be that. And now, well, you can't. Uh, you're not just going to get them at built.com. You can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box, cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs, or if you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and get a 13-bar box with brownie batter, churro, and so much more. There is a Built Bar flavor for everybody, so check them out now. Walmart, Sam's Club, or at built.com. 
James, one of the things that really encouraged me to finish the season for the Bengals was the emergence of some guys on that defensive line and on the defense in general, where they're going to have some turnover. The offense should be pretty stable. We'll talk about where they're going to maybe make changes, what positions on the offensive line are up for grabs, which ones are, in my opinion, set pretty firmly in stone. At some point here, we, we've got a whole offseason, uh, at least Don't a remind month. Me. Uh, to, to get through here. We're, to be fair, we're only two weeks early, which is still two weeks earlier than we want to be. Uh, but it's probably three weeks. Yeah, it's three weeks. When you talk about me going, I I don't want to say what I would have had it's in store for, for our listeners had things gone differently over two games. Go ahead. Yeah, it's three weeks. Uh, the the defense is going to have some turnover, right? Jermaine Pratt, Jesse Bates, the, the two biggest names. Von Bell, a free agent as well. Eli Apple, a free agent. And all, well, maybe not Von Bell, but three of those guys certainly talking like if they might not be back. Eli Apple saying, you know, I, I, I'm going to miss Lou, whether that's just for the offseason, whether he expects to be on a different team or expects Lou to be on a different team. He said he's going to miss Lou. We'll see what that means or or doesn't mean. We're in yeah. reading into, quote, season. Oh, yeah, we are. Um, I don't think he knows. I don't Probably think Eli not. Apple knows. Jesse I knows. don't think I don't think at this point last year he thought he'd be back either. We we should. And maybe in our next show, depending on what happens and, and we'll have some coaching stuff, I think we're going to maybe have some injury news at some point this week. Uh, you know, we'll see. But uh, the the other thing would be that is kind of rank the free agents and mm-hmm. in, in likelihood that they're back, that they're not. So we have plenty of of ways to to discuss this. I uh, I wonder about Eli Apple and Miss Lou. I mean, if I'll tell you this: if Lou Anarumo does get and he's interviewing for that Arizona Cardinals head coaching job on Wednesday, if he does get that job. I think Eli Apple ends up in Arizona. I, Maybe, I, you know. In, in, but if he's in Cincinnati, if the Bengals are even remotely interested in keeping him around, I think they're still the number one team for him. So, it, but it, it is interesting, and uh, he's he is who he is, man. You know, with the, with the tweets and the Cancun yeah. on three and all that stuff, and um. I'll give him credit for this. We start. We started, you know, what ten minutes ago, fifteen minutes ago, and I talked about how you want consistency from officials. Eli Apple is consistent at trolling when he wins, <laughs> and he's done it back to back years now. It is not like he he ran and hid uh, after losing last year in the Super Bowl and getting beat on that that play against Cooper Cup. Now he he owned it. And he came back, and I thought he played pretty well on Sunday. So. It is It is what it is. If it's a similar contract, I would consider it. I think that this team actually will need to take <laughs> – this This may be a hot take. I, I think they may take a little bit of a look about some of the things they're saying. I think that they're, they're thriving more when they've got a chip on their shoulder than when they're talking. Uh, but that is also probably just noise. Um, where I was going at the start of this, though – was Cam Taylor-Britt, Zach Carter, Cam Sample, probably forgetting somebody. Joseph Osai. Joseph Osai are, are guys that really grew up 
and glowed up this year, especially late in the year. Glowed Cam, Cam, up. Clam Taylor bit Britt looks like he can be a corner for this team. Yeah. Played really well in the playoffs. Uh Cam Sample in, in the playoffs, especially, I mean, he's taken snaps away from Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson at times and is doing really well in that spot. Joseph Osai looks like a pretty darn good pass rusher. And hopefully his knee is okay. And hopefully his psyche is okay because he was really good in that game before the late hit call. Mm-hmm. And yeah. who am I forgetting is uh, Zach Carter, who was forced into a lot of playing time early. Mm-hmm. Didn't go great for him early. Really found a way to be a consistent contributor late in the year. Didn't hit a r- rookie wall or anything. Just found ways to get a little bit better late in the year. Looks like he can be a good rotational piece for them in the future. So seeing those guys improve in, in their roles was something that I think is encouraging for this team that is going to have some turnover on defense one way or another. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be... There's going to be some turnover, and and maybe that's where we go on tomorrow's show, Jake, is is do that ranking, uh, especially of defense. Mm-hmm. But we could do free agents to be and, and start looking in that direction of, of ranking which guy's most likely to be back, which guy's not, gut feeling, vibe, all of those things, contract status, all, all of those things, what you'd want the contract to to potentially look like. And we don't have to discuss all the, the details of framework, but like Eli Apple, do you want him to get three years, 30 million? Nope. Don't answer that. It was a joke. But that's the that's the uh, the discussion we can have about all of these free agents, from Hayden Hurst to uh, Eli Apple, and and obviously some of the the top guys above them. So that's uh, it's gonna be wild. Uh, one more thing, I think uh, the emotion, and and I played some of those clips like Bates and and Bell on yesterday's show. Uh, the emotion, I, I think that you're right that some of these guys knew. And I, I don't know for sure. Like Bates, you, you kind of know. Bell, I don't know. I think it's kind of up in the air. What what mm. what happens? So it's going to be fun to talk about that in more depth tomorrow. Yeah, they have some real decisions to make in general. You can talk about some potential cut candidates too, some, some cap cut candidates, which is not a pleasant thing to talk about, to be clear. It's not something that I'm excited to talk about, but it's something that I think the team logically – yeah, you, you know, um, objectively needs to consider because their cap approach is such that while they're reported to have what the second or third highest most cap space next year right now, mm-hmm. that's going to change dramatically because every other team in that list is is going to do things to manipulate their cap space. The so Bengals don't do those things and, unless they cut players. And so we have to have a talk about that because, well, the time is now. Jake, yeah, to start gonna, doing those things. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what their approach is this offseason financially, from an accounting perspective, from a, a roster construction perspective. As the bill comes due for a few players, we're gonna see a fifth year option picked up. We're gonna see a lot of negotiations. We're gonna get some injury updates, hopefully at some point for some of these guys that that may have some injuries to deal with this offseason. And we'll continue to shift our focus to the future because that's. Kind of how the NFL works, right? Just keeps going. And we'll continue to do that here on the Lockdown Bengals podcast. We appreciate all of you for listening as we get into the offseason here a little bit earlier than we wanted to. Until next time, hootay and have a good one.
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.